You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Things podcast. You might notice I'm going to be a little bit more subdued in this intro than I normally am. It's because everybody in the house is asleep except for me. This is my last night before Dragon Con to get stuff done, and this is going to be the last episode of the Needless Things podcast before Dragon Con. Uh, when this goes up, we will be either a day or two away. I haven't quite decided when I'm going to post it yet. But uh, it's it's upon us. And what's crazy, uh, today it's Sunday. I'm recording this. Well, technically it's Monday now. But uh, to me, it's still Sunday. And people were downtown in costumes. People were in downtown Atlanta in costumes on Sunday. So is Sunday the new Wednesday, which was the new Thursday, which was the new Friday? Where does it end? My gosh. But it's Dragon Con, and I'm excited. Uh, and I'm a little tired. I'm preemptively tired because I've, I've been doing a lot of preparing. And I'll go ahead and tell you guys right here, some of my preparing is for naught. I have had to drop out of the toy panel, which is probably a shock to some of you. It's kind of a shock to me. But it's 11.30 a.m. Sunday morning. After my night of wild, crazy panels on Saturday, and uh, I just wasn't quite able to get the presentation that I wanted to get together together, uh, thing, things, uh, nothing aligned on this one. And it got to the point where earlier today, I, I looked at everything and I said, you know what, I'm going to have to let it go, because uh, I've got enough going on, and uh, I just, I recognized the situation for what it was but you should still go to the toy panel because the folks over at retro blasting are going to be running it and it's going to be good so go sunday morning to the marriott room m303 m304 and check out the toy panel uh, i will not be there but it will be a great great 80s toy panel that's going to be a lot of fun here are the panels that I am going to be at. Uh, obviously, you'll see me at DCW Friday night. Now, a new wrinkle has arisen, a good wrinkle. Usually people say a wrinkle has arisen. It's, it's a, this is a good wrinkle. I'm not yet sure in what capacity I will be at DCW. Something else came up earlier today. Uh, there's a possibility of me doing something there i don't know i don't want to say anything yet because i don't know how certain it is and i don't know what all is going to be going on and if it does go on i don't even know if i'll be involved with it i will definitely be in the hyatt centennial ballroom at 7 p.m friday night though uh, beyond a shadow of a doubt whether it's with the hooligans or in another way 
or possibly both. We'll see. It's going to be very interesting to find out. Uh, Thursday night, I will be at Dragon Con. Actually, Thursday during the day, I will be arriving. Thursday night, I will be there partying. I will be in the Marriott at midnight uh, for the official start of Dragon Con. Uh, Friday, I will be having my sober day, wandering around, checking everything out. Friday night, DCW. Saturday morning at 10 a.m. is my first panel, and it is D20, the Geek Year 1984. There are going to be several panelists from the American Sci-Fi Classics track in the Marriott Room M303, M304 on the marquee level, which is where I will be all weekend long, except for one panel that I'll tell you about in a minute. And there's going to be a 20-sided die with different topics from 1984 sci-fi. They're going to roll the die, and we're going to have five-minute mini-panels based around those topics. This is either going to be an absolute disaster, or it's going to be incredible, but it's definitely going to be an entertaining panel to be at. So I, I recommend that one. Immediately after that, at 11.30 in the same room, we have the Shira panel, which I'm very excited about. Uh, I pitched this one last year, and it is scheduled to be myself and Mr. Bo Brown and Sarah Nicole Pope, who you may remember from our cosplay coverage last year, and who is becoming quite a rising star herself. She is working on Constantine as a costumer, uh, so that's pretty incredible. And I believe we've got a couple other people on that panel as well. Uh, we'll have to find out, but it's going to be a great panel because any panel with Bo Brown on it, I mean, I'll, I'll say any panel that I'm on is going to be very good. Any panel with Bo Brown talking about Masters of the Universe is going to be great. Uh, you don't want to miss that one. And Sarah and, and Bo and myself talking about She-Ra is going to be very entertaining. Uh, we, we have some... Not opposed, but definitely different viewpoints. Then at 1, I am going to have to rush my ass over to the Sheraton for a Doctor Who panel with Earth Station Who. This is one you're not going to want to miss. Uh, I'm not going to say any more than that, but be there. And I've got free time uh, all day long until 10 p.m. Whose F is it anyway? Which is my big... You know what? Let me do that again. Who's, Who's F, 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 F... Is it... F, is it... Is it... Anyway. 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 This is my big panel. This is the one I'm focusing on. This is the one I've put all the effort into. This is the one we did the dry run of at the Red Light Cafe. Myself and Miss Lady Flex will be hosting a game show based around contestants reading erotic fan fiction and playing various games. We're going to pull people out of the panel audience to do this. And I have over $700 worth of prizes to give away, including a 4 foot by 4 foot inflatable sex wrestling ring with lube, a sex swing, and an electro vibe wand thing that you can, I guess, zap somebody's vagina with. Some people like that. Uh, the shit's all very expensive. When I picked it up from the store, she showed me the, the, uh, the store, by the way, being Insurrection on Cheshire Bridge Road, who is sponsoring Whose F Is It Anyway, along with the Belligerent Monkey and Zenoscope Comics. Uh, but I picked this stuff up, and she was like, okay, here's the prices, so you know you know which, which prizes are, are the big ones. And holy shit, so not only are we going to have all that sexy stuff, we're also going to have art from Belligerent Monkey and uh, comics and stuff from Xenoscope Comics. 
it's pretty awesome and we had a great time at the dry run and you guys do not want to miss it i promise you uh, this is going to be incredible incredible fun immediately following that because i just do everything all at once i will be screening my favorite movie of all time the worst movie of all time things uh, sponsored by Shoot the Moon Comics. I have a limited edition program that you're only going to be able to get if you show up for the viewing. And it's it's really awesome. I just finished the lettering on it. And it it's really exciting. I'm, I'm thrilled to be sharing this movie with people. And I'm thrilled that Shoot the Moon could do the program for it. It's, it's going to be an awesome time. Uh, and then Sunday at 7 p.m. is Conan the Destroyer. We're doing a panel with William Stout. I'm so stoked about this to be working with him again. Me and Bo uh, did a panel with Mr. Stout last year for Masters of the Universe, the 1987 live-action movie. He's incredible. And now it's going to be me and him talking about Conan the Destroyer. And I'm I'm very, very excited about this one because I love that movie and... It's just going to be very interesting to see. He was a production designer. Same thing he did on Masters. And we're going to have another great conversation. It's going to be cool. And then, of course, Sunday night, the Puppet Slam. You can't miss the Puppet Slam. Uh, You just can't, period. So there you go. That's that's the big points at Dragon Con. I have ended up, I I, I trimmed, you know. There's some stuff that I had planned on doing that I'm not doing now. And I think that's to my benefit. Because I, I talked with the missus, and she kind of brought me down to earth a little bit, uh, not not in a bad way, in a good way, and 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 made me realize that I, if Dragon Con is my fun time, it's it's the one time of year that I get away from everything and just get to geek out. And if I turn it into too much work, I, I'm just not going to love it like I used to. And I think this year I've, I've ended up with a happy medium of, of what's going on. So, Dragon Con people, come out, see me, see everybody, party, do whatever it is that makes you happy at Dragon Con. Uh, that's what it's for. Now on to some business, sort of. Uh, iTunes and Stitcher are where you can find the Needless Things podcast, as well as NeedlessThingsSite.com, where you can also find the writings of our various writing staff, uh, toys, movies, music, pop culture, conventions, everything you can think of that's dorkery-related, you can find on Needless Things. And uh, one more time, I want to reiterate the sponsors uh, of the stuff that I'm doing at Dragon Con. And that is Stardust and Insurrection on Cheshire Bridge, BelligerantMonkey.com, Shoot the Moon Comics, which you can find on Tumblr, uh, Xenoscope Entertainment, and uh, Billy's Toys, who I picked everything up from and now will be using very little of uh, because of the way the panels worked out. But Billy's Toys is still freaking incredible, and you should check them out, and Billy can find you anything you want. And now it's time for a special treat. I haven't even talked about the episode yet. I could probably go on for the next hour, but that would be bad because we've already got a long show for you. Uh, this episode is a chat with the hooligans. If you've been on the website, you have seen me refer to the DCW hooligans time and time again, especially in my recaps of Dragon Con. Uh, and you know two of them. You know Ryan and you know Jay from all the uh, various toy coverage that we've done. And Noel is is a good friend of mine, gave me my start in podcasting, as we'll, we'll talk about here. And then Beth, who is a new writer on the site and will be 
uh, we'll, we'll be popping her hooligan cherry Friday night uh, because I don't think she's been to the wrestling and she certainly hasn't been with us as the entity that the DCW hooligans are now. So this is a conversation with Jay and Ryan and Noel and Beth. Uh, we're just reminiscing about Dragon Con, talking about what we like about it, talking about some things we don't like about it, and it, it's a great time. I really had fun. But before we get to that, ladies and gentlemen, I have a special treat. I have a brief interview. He didn't have a whole lot of time because he's a wrestler and he was off to a show, but I managed to sit down for about 10 minutes with the man that books Dragon Con Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, the man behind the scenes, the man that gives us the greatest wrestling show of the year every single year for the past 12 years, Slim J. Sitting here with Slim J, who uh, obviously known in Anarchy Wrestling, but today you're here because you are the man behind the scenes booking DCW Dragon Con Wrestling, which is for me personally, and I'm not blowing smoke up your ass here, the best wrestling event I see every year, man. Uh, I appreciate that a lot. Uh, we put a lot into it, man. I mean, I've been there since 2002, and I've just been trying to get behind the scenes and try to get my hands on as much as possible. Just try to make sure everybody enjoys Dragon Con every year. So this is the 13th year. So you've been doing it since the second year, huh? Yes. That's awesome. What? When do you start planning? Like, when do you start putting the book together for the show? Uh, the night of the... <laughs> is it is it kind of a depends on who who ends up showing up thing yeah i mean no i mean i'm saying the night of the show we have this year oh oh you'll start planning for next year of course oh my gosh wow that's that's more than like a lot of the panel guys do because i think generally the tracks start preparing in like february to may so uh that's great so you um last year you guys had the Washington Bullets compete for the first time. How did you kind of end up hooking up with those guys and deciding to put them on the card? Uh, I met them at Anarchy. They came up there wrestling, and they really been busting ass. You know, <laughs> I mean, they do what they can, and I definitely seen that and invited them in. And the way it worked out that day. With the circumstances, they got put into a good spot, and they capitalize on it. Yeah, which is what those guys do. I mean, they're they're definitely one of the hardest working tag teams I've seen. Um, and you've got, of course, a lot of regulars. Uh, some of my favorite local guys I first saw at DCW, uh, like Danny Only and Strict Nine and Azrael. Uh, how uh, you you use a lot of the anarchy guys but you also bring in guys from other promotions 
is it just kind of word of mouth? Like, do you scout it all? How, how did, how do you end up bringing well, in different guys? Well, some of the guys, they're just, they're family. They've just been there from the start and other guys we've accumulated over just meeting them in the business, traveling and them earning our respect and Actually, some guys, we just give them a shot. There's been several that just show up, never met them a day in our lives. Uh, for example, uh, David Ross. Uh-huh. <laughs> never met him a day in our life. He shows up at Dragon Con wanting a spot. And <laughs> he got it. I mean, it was just years ago. I mean, nobody can just show up and get a spot right now, I'm saying. but Sure, sure. <laughs> this guy, we looked him up, and he actually did some work. And some other guys we knew vouched for him. I mean, the guy came from all the way from Canada. <laughs> and wow. so we gave him a shot, and he's he won the lightweight championship last year, actually. Yeah, we're, we're in some... Uh... Tardis gear from Doctor Who, right. no less. Right. Yeah, and I think he year did. before that, year before that, I think he was a Power Ranger. He was, yes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's got something in store this year. Yeah, he's he's always got some good stuff going on, and that's part of the fun of DCW. Is you know, from year to year, you may you may have kind of a, a slight rematch type situation, and certainly people like me and the rest of the hooligans that are there every year like we know the boys we know who who's who but you guys kind of get to play around a little bit and just go out and have some solid matches without worrying too much about any kind of storylines or anything is that is that more of a fun situation for you of course i mean this show is just one time a year it's like our wrestlemania but we don't have to build up to it because it's a convention and the people respect the wrestling so we just try to put on the best wrestling that we can and of course we try to take it to another degree and wear costumes to go right on with dragon con you know and uh it gets it seems like every year you kind of have to outdo yourself i know last year you personally ended up i i saw you backstage after your match and and you you we're in rough shape, man. You took a knock, and do you feel pressure every year to have kind of a big moment that that's more memorable, or is it kind of just well, the, here's here's the the matches, and we'll see what happens from there. And if a big moment comes out of it, then that's cool. Well, of course. I mean, every year we want to top it. We want to make it bigger and better, but. To a degree, we all try to be safe. It's just, yes, I, I got injured last year. I've actually fractured a rib, but we all heal. It's all part of the process to me. Pain is part of the process. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's what people enjoy. That's what they respect about the business, the true fans. So we're definitely going to try to step it up each year and try to bring something more to the table. Now, I don't know if you'll remember this. I don't know if anybody will remember this, but do you recall when the Lucky Charms first showed up? The Lucky Charms started before me. It was the year before me. Uh, you would have to ask AJ or Tiny about that one. They, they have that story. <laughs> okay. And, and we know, and I want to make sure everybody's aware of this, uh, the Lucky Charms have been banned 
They have been deemed too dangerous for the DCW arena, which means they get smashed up into the carpet and the cleaning crew of the hotel is like, why the fuck do they have to smear cereal all over the floor every year? So yes. everybody, I want everybody listening to know, don't bring Lucky Charms this year. Don't bring no it. Lucky it's, Charms. It, it, and, and don't bring some other cereal thinking you're going to be that funny wise ass who's like, oh, I, I brought Cheerios instead. Don't do that shit because we want to go in there and have fun. Uh, but it's, I, I think the Lucky Charms had a good run. 13 years, you know, it's not quite the Undertaker streak, but it's not bad. No, no it's not <laughs> bad at all. Definitely. It's, it, it's finished a lot of people, Lucky Charms. I mean, and it looks, like, it looks not, great, man. Yeah, it really does. It really does. But we need some weapons this year also, too. We do have a, uh, no rules match, so we definitely need some weapons if anybody wants to bring anything. Well, they have in mind. don't you worry because myself and the rest of the DCW hooligans already have a plan in place. Uh, we will have plenty of DCW appropriate weapons, uh, on hand. So, nice. so I'm, uh, it's, it's going to be a surprise. For the wrestlers and a surprise for the rest of the crowd, but I think everybody will be very impressed by the the intensity and the seriousness of the weapons that we bring with us. It's awesome. it's. <laughs> um, I can't wait. So what? Uh, we we've just got a couple minutes left here. What what's on the the card for this year? How much can you give away? How much do you want to give away? Uh, I'll I'll give a little bit away. I mean, of course. We always start out with something real hot. We always want some kind of lightweight, some kind of lucha scramble deal. Yeah. And this year we will actually have the first gender scramble match. Oh, wow. So I believe that should start the show off pretty good. But we also have a monster's ball with two big beasts. Which will not be spoken yet. Oh boy. <laughs> that sounds good. Now, one thing that we love seeing year after year is Chip What's Day that? getting pinned. <laughs> I don't think there's a better moment than, than, uh, than Chip Day getting pinned and then we all look forward to that. So we'll, Chip we'll, <laughs> we'll hope that he can show up and we'll do our muffin top chant. Uh, so we've got a mixed gender scramble match. We've got two big men. Is there one more tidbit of a match you can wave in front of us before you go? All right, I can give you one more. I will give you. We have a ridiculous, huge gauntlet match. Oh! The the rules of the match is you have five minutes to either pin, submit, and if you do not defeat your opponent within those five minutes, you both are eliminated, and the next two people will come out. Oh, wow. But if you win the match, you have to keep going throughout the gauntlet, the five-minute gauntlet. Sure, and this sure. this is the shot for the title next year for the Dragon Cons Cup, the heavyweight. So I think that that one should be really good. It's probably going to have about 30 people. 
that's going to be intense, man, because, I mean, if, if you have even a hint of the personalities that show up for DCW, you know there are going to be some matches that go the full five, and you know there are going to be some matches that end quick. That's that's yes. going to be awesome. Yes, it's going to be a lot thrown at people, so I would not walk away from this one. You are going to miss something great within five minutes. Well, you know, (laughs) (laughs) right, right, right. Well, you know, we're going to be there the full three hour show. I highly recommend if you've never checked out Dragon Con Wrestling, you come out to the Hyatt Centennial Ballroom on the pool level of the Hyatt, 7 p.m. Friday night. Slim J will be there. The craziest fucking wrestlers you've ever seen in your life will be there putting on a show like you've never seen before. Uh, Slim J, is there anything else you want to say before we wrap it up? All I want to say is thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, hey, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate you making time, and I know you've got to, uh, you've got a show right now to get to. So thanks yes, a lot. Yes. I'll let you go, and uh, I appreciate it, man. Hey, Phantomaniacs, and welcome to yet another episode of the Needless Things Podcast, Dragon Con 2014 edition. If you can believe it, tonight we have another good episode because I'm bringing you a special peek into the lives of the DCW hooligans at Dragon Con, and I have a treat for you in the form of my new staff writer, I guess you'd say, uh, Miss Beth Van Dusen. Beth, welcome to the podcast for the first time. Hey, thanks for having me, and thanks for employing me gainlessly. <laughs> yeah. One day we'll make lots of money doing this, right? That's going to happen. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, so Beth is here, and we're going to talk about what we're going to be doing at Dragon Con and what we're going to be putting up on Needless Things. But uh, we also have a guy who I would probably call my podcast mentor he's the guy that first put me on the air so to speak and that is mr noel wood uh formerly of i guess, well i guess still of mc4tr right well yeah the site's still out there it hasn't been updated on a regular basis in about four years but, hey, but the, it still exists there, on the web there's still some there's still great content there yeah it's still out there if you want to read it a lot of it is outdated and somewhat embarrassing but uh it's there for your pleasure if you're reading pleasure if you'd like to see well, it well Noel, and, quite frankly i think outdated and somewhat embarrassing describes pretty much everybody on this podcast so uh yeah. we've yeah <laughs> uh but i'm glad you could be here man at that that first episode which is available on mc4tr uh yes was re- for the retarded.com and uh it's the uh wrestlemania 29 uh preview special i think it was yeah 29. Yeah, and that was a good time. No, no, it was like 27. Was it really? Yeah, it was four years Holy ago. Holy shit. Yeah. That's wild. But yeah, it's, I mean, it was, we had fun doing it. I, I probably ran on a little too long with my Dusty Rhodes impersonation, but I do that every time I do the Dusty <laughs> That was Rhodes. you? I mean, Dusty showed up and wouldn't stop talking. Were you like a duck in mud? I, I was something like that. Yeah, actually, that's a pretty apt description, uh, now that I mention it. Also joining us tonight to talk Dragon Con, to talk uh, being a longtime hooligan, Mr. Jay Hornsby, the belligerent monkey artist extraordinaire. Jay, welcome back to the podcast. Glad to be here, Fanny. Thank you very much. Always a pleasure to have you on. Uh, and you are actually sponsoring one of my events at Dragon Con, and we'll be talking about that 
uh, in a little bit here. And finally, no, no group call here on the Needless Things podcast would be complete without the adorable Ryan Schweck. Good evening. What's happening, man? Oh, doing good. Had a bit of Dragon Con drama today with rooms, but I think we got it situated. I'm sure we'll talk about that. Yeah, but. we definitely will. We'll we'll talk a little bit about we, – we won't necessarily have to mention specific hotels, but we can talk a little bit about accommodation woes and maybe what we're looking at for next year um, just so people will know what, what's, what's already happened and what may happen yet. Yeah, it's a little crazy this year. But uh, you you just got home as well. I, I just got home from a gig at a comic book shop, which will be a future episode of the podcast. I've got several bands playing awesome acoustic sets. Let's start with Jay. Uh, Jay, the first time that I met you was at Dragon Con. Yep, we ran into each other uh, getting lunch, and uh, I was the only one of uh, the group that was going to see the Venture Brothers panel, and you were like, hey, I'm going to see the Venture Brothers panel, and uh, so we uh, headed off together, and that was the first time we actually uh, hung out together. And that was 2008. Was it really? I know, right? That was 2008? Wow. It was... um No, I take that back. I take that back. No, it was. It was 2008 because it was the year after... Uh, my son was born. Yeah, because uh, my daughter, because that's what we talked about was having new kids. Yeah, yeah. So my daughter was uh, about a year old, so yeah, it had to have been 2008. Yeah, that's wild. I can't believe it's been six years. That Because that's, that's a pretty fresh memory for me is running into everybody in the food court just purely by chance because I, I hadn't seen uh, Ryan and Pete and, like, all the guys. I hadn't seen them in a long time, and I was just walking through the food court. As a matter of fact, I think I even had my, my prototype – troublemaker mask on at the time you did yeah, yeah, yeah. i remember uh you had the mask on yeah well the first time i bumped into you that dragon con there was this tall person putting his hand on my shoulder i didn't know who it was because he was you. wearing a mask i gave you a big hug and then you asked me you realized who i was and then you asked me if my ponytail was real or if it was like uh christopher daniels was it curry man uh yes it was curry man he was curry man ponytail wow you remember so, a lot more about that than I did. You clearly had not <laughs> well, had as much rum yet as I had that night. That was the night that I was hit with my very first kidney stone. So, oh shit, yeah, that's one you're gonna remember. Right at midnight, uh, as a matter of fact, we were we were standing there talking to Noel, and he went and, upstairs and he never came back. Yeah, I, I thought it was my shoes because I was wearing these ridiculous purple, like alligator skin pimp shoes that were not particularly comfortable, and I thought that's what was hurting my back. And uh, we went back up to the room and, and spent a little time up there. And then I ended up in whatever, not Grady, but some other hospital down there. Uh, and that was that was my Dragon Con that year. I met Jay and then got a kidney stone. <laughs> All Jay's fault. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Jay, what what is your what what's your first Dragon Con memory like? Do you what's your first big not necessarily your first Dragon Con, but like a first memory that stands out to you? Like I said, uh, my first Dragon Con, speaking of Pete, uh, was uh, with me and Pete. I had just moved to Atlanta, uh, and he mentioned there was some comic book uh, show or something. So we went up there on a Sunday thinking we'd be up there for a couple hours because uh, it was before kickball. We had a kickball game scheduled that day, and uh, we ended up missing it because we stayed up there for eight hours. Um, and that kind of opened my eyes like, oh, this is pretty cool. I need to come back next year. And uh, it just kind of grew from there. 
That's funny that Peach the Enabler because I went once or twice in high school and uh, then probably in 97 I went once. I think the Misfits and Guar were both there the same year. That was 98. Was that 98? Yep. Okay. And then Pete took me back down there and really showed me what it was. Because in 98 when I went, we basically just went down for the night and went to see Misfits and Guar. And that that was kind of all we were doing. Like, we were just going to a rock show. It wasn't even hardly going to Dragon Con. Uh, except that we ended up meeting the guy that's Beefcake and Guar out of his costume and didn't realize till later that it had been Beefcake and Slimenstra. Uh, but I have a story from that year that I've never told anyone. It's not going to surprise any of you guys, but uh, I've been saving it for the right Dragon Con storytelling occasion. So here it is. Uh, we went down... In, and this is not the year with Pete. This is the year we went down and saw Misfits and Guar. Uh, I went down with some buddies from the Masquerade, and they knew people from the Chamber. And you know, I didn't know anybody. I, I was a big, huge nerd at the Masquerade. I, I knew a couple of people, but I was not in in any way a cool guy. Which is that's that's me. Uh, we went down there and met up with a bunch of Chamber people, and there was a young lady wearing fishnets and like rubber bondage gear or whatever chamber people might be wearing at Dragon Con. And we hit it off, which blew my mind because that didn't happen to me ever. And I hung out with this young lady pretty much all day. And we went to the Misfits show and we're getting along really well, talking, having fun. And we're watching the Misfits and I kind of moved over and put my arm around her waist and she kind of got a little bit closer to me. And in my head, I was thinking, what the fuck is going on? Are you kidding me with this? This super hot chick is hanging out with me. I have my arm around her waist, which is extremely unusual for me at the time. Uh, it's almost like I had game or something. And so, <laughs> get ready, guys, because this is the line I laid on her. I said, hey... I've always wanted to make out with a chick in the back of a misfit show. Smooth. Smooth. That's some horror business. (laughs) How did that work out for you? Uh, At that point, she kind of looked at me and said, "Uh uh-huh, and walked out. And I walked out after her, and I was like, at this point, I was so impressed with, with the point I'd gotten to that I thought things were going well. So I followed her thinking, oh, maybe we'll go make make out somewhere else. <laughs> and uh, she ditched me very quickly oh. after that. Oh. Yeah, you probably could have had her if like, you chased after her being like, I want your skull. I, I, don't, I, I don't think you're right about that. I, th- I think that line was, was a deal killer <laughs> in any situation. But what's funny is I do think there are girls at Dragon Con that that line would have totally worked on. Oh, probably. But she was a classy chamber chick, so it, it wasn't happening. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there, that's a, that's a, that's one of those stories that when I'm like driving down the road having a pretty good day, like I didn't have to work or I'm headed to the 
Toys R Us to see if they've got new shit or going to the comic book shop and I'm in a pretty good frame of mind and just driving along and all of a sudden my brain will be like, hey asshole, remember that time? It's one of those memories. <laughs> yeah, it brings you back to reality <laughs> for a second. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, I've had a few of those. So now, so now that's out there and maybe my brain will stop remembering it now that, you know, all of the, all of the listeners will have shared in that story. Uh, and if, if you hear this and you come up to me at Dragon Con and tell me that you've always wanted to make out with somebody at the back of a Misfit show, I will buy you a beer. I think you should so, make out. How many times can I use that to get free beers? Uh, none of you guys can use it at all, and it is good Damn once it. per customer. I'll give you a needless thing sticker too. How about that? Uh, Beth, what's what's your early Dragon Con memory? Huh. Well, the first Dragon Con I went to, I was seventeen, so not much exciting happened there, and it was pretty small back then because that was such a very, very long time ago. Uh, but my first most vivid memory of actually doing something at Dragon Con, I was probably 21, maybe 22, I'm not sure. I don't remember. It's all very hazy. Um, I was a booth babe for a friend of mine who owned a video store in Little Five Points at the time and had you know, no way to pay booth babes except in illegal substances. So we stayed Isn't up that all just night. How booth babes get paid? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I don't know anymore. That's a long time ago. But uh, we stayed up all night doing various illegal substances, wandering through the halls, tripping over vampire larpers who we didn't know what the hell they were doing. There were just lots of guys in capes running around. <laughs> And we stumbled over them pretty much half the night, not knowing what the hell was going on because we were kind of out of our minds at the time. But the most distinct memory I have is after going to bed at about 5 a.m., we woke up around 8 in the morning in our hotel room and heard all kinds of crashing and guttural screaming and yelling. And we looked out our window, and down in the tennis court below us were a huge group of fully battle-armed Klingons having real war in the tennis court downstairs below our hotel room at 8 in the morning. And I said, oh yeah, this this is the nerdiest thing I've ever done. And <laughs> somehow I'll keep doing it. <laughs> I think everybody's had that thought at Dragon Con. If, hmm. if the nerdiest thing you've ever done isn't hasn't been at Dragon Con... That's kind of surprising. You're doing it wrong, then. Um, Noel, you've you've had a, a history at Dragon Con as well. What what was your first year? My first year, I I don't remember because I was thinking my first year was probably 1992, but then I remembered I think that was Atlanta Fantasy Fair, which uh, was the smaller convention that used to be around Atlanta until probably the mid-90s. Oh my gosh, I'd totally forgotten about that. I think I went to oh, that when yeah. I was in like I middle that. school or something. And then it got kind of uh, essentially just rolled into Dragon Con, I think. Yeah, just I think this, you're right. Uh, Dragon Con started getting bigger in the mid-90s. And I probably 94, 95 was my first Dragon Con, if I'm not mistaken. And it was one of those where I only kind of went down a couple times during the day and it was small, so I don't really remember much about it. Um, you know, just poke around at comic book tables and, you know, looking at toys and things like that. 
Um, my first, uh, I think, the the current run of Dragon Cons that I've had, I think this is my 13th consecutive year, and it was, uh, again, the enabler, uh, Pete, um, gave him a call one Friday afternoon and was like, or, you know, was like, hey, what's going on tonight? And he was like, I think we're going to go check out Dragon Con tonight. It's like, all right, sounds like a good time. So I know Jay was there, um, probably Schweck, um, just a handful of other people, and we wound up, uh, I think, spending all day Saturday and then came home, took a power nap, and went back and drank a bunch that night. Um, and that was my, uh, the first year, the, I guess the very first year was 2001, I think, and that was just kind of went for the deal room. That year you're talking about, I think, it was 2002. Yeah, I where think I it was first experienced the, uh, the late night, uh, yeah. party version of Dragon Con. Well, because yes. our old plan used to be we would go down to the parade, we'd go through the dealer rooms, and then we would go home and, like, nap. Yeah, try and take a nap. And drink. And, and then we would come back Saturday night and party yeah. all night. And that was it. We used to just do Saturday. Yeah. But, we, we, we didn't go down. Actually, we didn't go down most Fridays. We just were – it was a kind of a Saturday thing. Yeah, because I know we did uh, Drive-In Invasion – uh, we would do uh, Saturday at Dragon Con and Sunday at Driving Invasion yep. for a couple of years, but then we finally gave up on that. And uh, Driving Invasion finally, yeah, they finally uh, gave, gave up, up on that too. <laughs> yeah, this is the first year, or I guess this is the second time they've done it, but the first in many years that they're moving their date to where they're actually the week after Dragon Con. They've uh, given up competing. Which I was very excited about until I ended up working the weekend after Dragon Con. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was, I'll, I was so I'll be there. I had uh, a I had like a variable schedule, and uh, once they finally penciled it in, I'm I'm working that weekend. But yeah, Jay, you'll you'll have a booth there, right? Yep, I'll be in the artist fest uh, artist market. So, and where uh, is that? It's a brand new venue. Uh, it's at Turner Field this year. So apparently, uh, the new owners of the Starlight Drive-In uh, did not want to have it uh, anymore. So uh, they the. Uh, whoever is putting it together stepped up and found a new venue for it. Um, so uh, it sounds like it's going to be great. A lot of room, uh, a lot of bands, you know, movies, and a big artist uh, market. So the Mystery Men are going to be playing. I think they kick they off are indeed. Uh, festivities at, I think, 11, 1130 uh, on Saturday. So, yeah, the next three or four weeks are pretty crazy for me uh, with festivals, then Dragon Con, then more festivals. That's awesome though. I mean, it's like, it's, it sucks to be job busy, like day job busy, but it's awesome to be nerd stuff busy. Yeah, I know it's cool. I've got a lot of cool stuff, uh, lining up, I think, uh, even after, after that weekend. So, this, uh, fun, these fun, fun. weeks have been insane just trying to get prepared for Dragon Con for me and, uh, you know, my girlfriend and I have been working on our costumes, and it's that was pretty much all we did last weekend. And what so, is your costume this year, Noel? If you if you would reveal it here, uh, I am doing uh, a character from the GI Joe saga, uh, a character named Cross Country that uh, most you know GI Joe fans of the '80s will recognize. But oh, uh, yes. he is a, a a kind of minor character. He drove the Havoc. Um, which is a large tank-like vehicle. But distinctly Southern. Yes, a distinctly Southern character. So I will be wearing a Confederate belt buckle. 
Um, and hoping that no one thinks that I'm wearing it for any sort of actual political purposes. Uh, no, how is that different be... from any other day, Noel? No, <laughs> <laughs> no we're we're going to be hanging out with Nazi Viking Friday night, so I think yeah. you'll be okay with your Confederate belt buckle. In the big scheme of things, you're the lesser of two evils. Right, right. You're going to make us look true. good compared to him. All right, that is true. It is time now to to talk to really one of the godfathers of Dragon Con, I would say. One of one of the wandering main events of Dragon Con, if you know him, <laughs> uh, and that is Ryan Schweck. What was your first year at Con, and and do you even have any memories of Dragon Con? <laughs> I have an awesome time at Dragon Con. <laughs> I didn't ask that. I asked if you had any memories of Dragon um, Con. God, let's see. I think my first year. When was it? Probably ninety-five or ninety-six. But like Noel said, back then it was when the con was smaller, it was really just starting to grow. Um, and really then I was just going and looking at comics and trying to find toys. Um, I think my first like distinct like Dragon Con story was when I was a freshman in college. We hadn't gone down that week. I hadn't planned to go um, just because it was like the second week of college. So we were sitting around the dorm room and I had made friends with Rachel Henry, who, if you don't know who Rachel Henry is, she's now the co-chair of all of Dragon Con. She is in charge. She um, wrote the intro to the Pocket Program this year. Oh, yeah. did she? I haven't looked at yeah, it. Yeah. But, I mean, me and Rachel, I mean, like, it was, you know, Labor Day, so we'd only been in college for two weeks. And it just had never, you know, come up that I have all this stuff. And we were sitting there, and she said, well, you know, my dad is the director of Dragon Con. And I remember my response was, then what the fuck are we doing here? <laughs> and we immediately got into the car and went down to Dragon Con and ended up like eating dinner with him at this fancy dinner and saw the money counting room and met Guar. And it was like this surreal, like hanging out with who's in charge of Dragon Con. Um, and then from there, you know, like we said, we, we slowly increased our days at Dragon Con. First, it was just Saturday morning and Saturday night. And then we kind of moved it to Friday and Saturday and then maybe Sunday. And now we're a full Thursday to Tuesday. Well, I'm not going to stay Monday night, but all yeah. the way through. Oh, the game changer was getting the hotel rooms. Once we, the first year we got the hotel rooms, uh, even though it's only, you know, a few miles from my house, it makes all the difference in the world. Uh, it did. Having a room oh, yeah. Did you? Did oh, yeah. you guys do it the same way I did? Because the, the first year, oh, this actually is kind of shitty. The first year I got a room, I only got it for one night. Because I was like, well, we'll just stay down there one night and see how it is. And it was the same year I got the kidney stone, so we really didn't get to enjoy the room very much. Did you guys start with like, well, we'll try one night out, or did you just go all in? Well, I think I, we went all in. I think we got a weekend. We did. Like Friday, Saturday. I think we did Friday, Saturday, because that... It was the first year we stayed in the Hyatt, and we showed – that was the sweet year, wasn't it? I thought we had one year before the sweet. Did we? I, I had the Friday-Saturday the first time I did it, and then the yeah. Sunday I crashed in Dave's room. Um, so, Ooh, yeah, that, that was, was one of those. Time. Yes. Woo! Well, just real quick, the, the sweet, it was kind of nice. Um, we, you know, we were checking in. We're all excited. The person's all typing. And, uh, you know, she, she keeps typing, keeps typing, then says, uh, I'll be back in a second. She walks to the back. She's gone for five minutes. She comes back, types more. 
says she'll be back in another minute. Leave. And I was ready to explode at that point. Yeah, we were like, getting I'm nervous. I'm sure my face was like red. Like, what yeah. the fuck is going on? You see her talking, and then she finally comes back and goes, you know, there's a problem with your reservation. We do not have a room for you. Um, uh, would you accept a suite instead of the room we had reserved? And it's, hell yeah, we would. And so, yeah, we, we got upgraded to a fantastic room that was huge. Uh, had its own dining room, living room, and bedroom. Uh, so it, it was fantastic. Uh, but we also got the reverse of that two years later when our uh, two-bedroom, or I guess two-bed uh, room was knocked down to a one-bed room with five people in it and a stained glass bay window uh, for the bathroom. Yeah. And do you know why that happened? Yeah, we didn't check in the night before. Yeah, we did not know that we had signed up for a Thursday through Monday room. It's assumed we had a Friday through Monday room. And me and Hoffman were down there Thursday night. And we had been – we drank between the two of us. I think we figured out at least a case and a half, maybe two cases of beer. We're hanging out. And we're like, man, it sure would be awesome if we could just check in right now. (laughs) And like – and, like, we talked about it. Like, man, it would be great if we could just stay down here tonight. It would be great. And, like, oh, this sucks. we got to go home. And then we got there the next day, and they were like, you were supposed to check in yesterday. We've given away your room. Yeah. That was the that was the year that I got a text as I was getting my badge from, from Schweck that said, uh, Thursday's the new Friday. So I met up with you guys, and we watched that band sing that song about figuring it out. Oh, that was great. <laughs> well, I think the worst part about it is you actually went to the front desk and asked if you could check in early, thinking your reservation was the day, the I next did. day. I called. And they're like, no, no, can't do it early, sorry. And you're like, fuck. Only not realizing you had the reservation for that day. Yeah, you'd think they would have told me that, but... Well, you, know. you, can, you can only it's expect... It's ongoing saga staying at Dragon Con. That's right, and it, man... It's it's only getting harder every year. Yep, but I and I get worried every year. But this year, like I got the the nice little uh, tip today from Jay, which so now I have my backup plan in place. Yeah, I'm. Uh, so what what happened with that? Who Jay? Are you the one that that discovered that? I can't take uh, full credit. I saw it on Reddit, uh, but uh, Schweck started texting back and forth between us and our wives. Um. And uh, we, I guess they talked and decided to uh, go ahead and pull the trigger. They called and realized there was a the the deposit was refundable, so we went ahead and uh, got a reservation, knowing that if we can find a different reservation later on, that we can cancel this one and you know get something and the, else. And this was one of the host hotels that apparently sent an email out to people who have uh, rooms this year, letting them know they well, could go ahead and book for next year. And what's kind of happened is, I mean, we can, the Westin, I guess, I don't know what point the Westin decided to start taking, um, reservations. Oh, they did too. But the, the Westin yeah. is sold out. Yeah, they Westin, did early and they're, they're gone. Yeah, they said they're completely for sold next out. Year. But they were not, but they yeah. were not booking them at the Dragon Con rate. They were booking them at the full price. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, they were, it was $300 for, was the minimum. Room uh, price for them today, but they still so sold them out. The Sheraton opened up this morning before they sent out. They were going to do the plan, kind of similar to what the Hilton is doing, where the Sheraton sent out an email and said to the, all their current guests for this year, "Here's a link 
to go ahead and get your room. But the blocks got opened before the email went out. And, of course, on the Facebook page, everybody started posting it. So tons of people went in and went ahead and did it. Well, I, uh, I'm i at the Hilton, as I always am. And what the Hilton did was send everybody who has a room this year an email saying, when you check in, you'll get a voucher uh, that will be redeemable for a room for next year uh, that'll be like at a different table set up in the lobby or, or wherever it is, which you know, one hand it sounds good. And on the other hand, it's like, well, how, how well is this really going to work? But it's got to work better than what they did last year. Well, but am I correct that in the email too, it says that they're reducing the number of rooms in their dragon con block and that those vouchers are first come. First the vouchers serve. are first yep. come first serve. Uh, and the voucher does, if you get a voucher, um, then the voucher does guarantee you a room for next year, but you do, you, you have to go and redeem it. Um, so I, you know, we'll, we'll see how that works out. I'm hoping it'll work out fine and I can continue to stay in the Hilton because I love the Hilton. Uh, obviously yeah. any of the host hotels are preferable to, you know, any of the satellite hotels are not staying, you know, not, not being able to stay in the vicinity at all, but I've stayed in the Sheraton and I would rather not stay in the Sheraton. I would rather not either. And (laughs) my plan is the same as Noel's. I have a reservation at the Sheraton next year. My plan is to try to get a Hilton reservation and this is my backup. And that's a good plan. I mean, it it is, you got it. You've got a plan for this. And I am staying at the Hilton this year, so presuming that they still have vouchers available, I'll get one when I when I check in. But I'm not checking in until Friday, right? So right. I'm afraid that all of the Thursday check ins are going to take all of the all of the bad or all the vouchers, and I'm going to wind up uh, getting screwed on that. I did get an early check in. I'm supposed to be able to check in by eleven o'clock that morning, but still, it's good to have a backup. Good to have a backup. I'd really like to like sit in the lobby of the Hilton Thursday morning with the sign that just says, not using your voucher, I'll take it. <laughs> well, they exactly. say they're not transferable. Oh, they say really? they're not transferable, but I'm sure that there's something that can be done. Uh, yeah. I don't I know. I imagine there's some kind of way around that. Uh, if, I don't know. Um, let's move on, because obviously the hotels are always a, a big topic at Dragon Con, but have, have any of you guys had a chance to look at the pocket program yet? Because there are a couple of no, interesting I, things oh. I want to I want to hit on there. Uh, has the pocket program been yeah, it's, published? It's available as a downloadable PDF from DragonCon.org oh. now. Wow. Um, the first interesting thing that I noticed in the pocket program, as somebody clearly types in the website to go and download it, uh, <laughs> uh, they have a very specific note about vaping, which I want to say, uh, vaping, if you don't know, and I didn't know this until the other day when it came up on Facebook, vaping is the the cigarette replacement things that people who are trying to quit smoking, like who legitimately want to be healthier and, and not smoke anymore, use the vaporizers to smoke weird liquid things. Uh, but they aren't the only people who use them. Uh, douchebags also use these vaping devices. People who have never smoked 
uh, walk around because they can use them indoors in some places and, you know, puff out little clouds of nasty water smoke stuff. It's gross and I think it's douchey. And if you walk around inside doing it just because you can, you're a douchebag. That's my stance on it. Uh, and the, you're, you're so angry about it, but I, I am but a But do you do it person. inside, like in large public gatherings? Well, no. Right. Well, that's but it. There's no reason to do that. And that's what people do. I, I do it in places where people are already going to be smoking. I don't walk around just puffing right, in people's right. faces. Right, and that's totally fine. If you're in a bar, if you're outside where people are smoking, if you're in some kind of environment that, you know, is, is, is already air polluted in some way, whatever. But you seem so angry about the entire idea. It, of it. Well, it's because m- many of my interactions with it have involved being in places where, for example, at work, one of the guys I work with started doing it at work in the, in this enclosed room that we work in because it's not technically smoking. And I just felt like, wow, you are such a douchebag. And many times when I've seen this occurring, that's the feeling I get. Is my office had to send out an email about that, saying that if you're if you're using the e-cigarettes, you have to go outside. Yeah, and because it's, I mean, they're all they they are scented. It is, you know, it is a smell. It is something that you're exposing other people to. Uh, and, and I don't think I, I do it in my office where I don't want other people to come. <laughs> so I use it as kind of a barrier. <laughs> Beth, I think it's safe to say that you're not doing it in an intentionally douchey way. I, I, you know, if I'm intentionally being a douche, you'll right. know it, but it won't be from cigarette yes. paper. You, you are not, you are not a putting on airs person which is what typically I, I what i see this this is but my point is they have put in the pocket program the hotel vaping policies which is our host hotels classify vaping as smoking uh, which is really all you need to know and i'm very curious to see one how the hotels handle it when people do start doing it because they will and two how many people we can get to let Schweck pose with their vapor devices for pictures? Oh, that's a good one. Have a little VapeCom 2014. I think so. I think that's it. What, but what do you guys think about this? Beth, obviously you don't – Well, you, but you do it. But like you said, you don't do it in – like you wouldn't do it in the Marriott at DragonCon. Well, I also – have um my little nicotine lozenges and things like that for when I'm in public places and it's not acceptable to do that. I pretty much consider using my electric cigarette in the same way that I would use a regular cigarette. I wouldn't do it in a place where it's not acceptable. Right, which is t- so if I'm at a friend's house if I'm at a friend's house and they tell me not to do it, I wouldn't right. do it. If I'm at a friend's house and they don't mind, I don't, you know, I'll, I'll do it there. But I'm, I'm very discreet about it. I don't blow vapor all over the place and smoke out the room. And see, that's totally reasonable. But I think not everybody's reasonable like that. What, what do you guys, Noel, uh, Jay, Ryan, what, what do you guys think? Do you even? Care? I'm glad they're not. I'm glad they're not doing it. You know, it's just one, one less thing I got to worry about. There's enough obnoxious smells and other things going on. Yeah. Yeah. I- yeah, it's great. I'm glad they're doing it and uh, forcing people to go outside. I'll be too drunk. Okay? <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm, getting getting real. 
I've never been around vaping. Honestly, I mean, yeah, like you said, the only reason I'll care about vaping is when I try to get one from somebody to make obnoxious pictures. And, and that's well, uh, you can borrow mine. Was it the Venture Brothers panel? The uh, Let's All Smoking. Yeah. Uh, there was three people in a huge ballroom, and it filled the ballroom. Yes. Uh, by the end of the uh, the and panel, it, and it smelled bad. Oh, I didn't know it produced that much. Whatever, I thought it, that was the point of it that it didn't. No, it smell. Well, it depends on the one you get. The the people that get the ones that look like giant uh, lightsabers or sonic screwdrivers, they're meant <laughs> to be showy and crazy. But the people who smoke the normal ones that look like cigarettes are meant to be kind of discreet and low key. So it depends on whether or not you're an asshole. It, well, and that's my point exactly. Yeah, well, these, that was part of the joke was it was being obnoxious. Like every every two seconds they were taking a, a puff. And, and talking about how out. wonderful it was. Um, and Well, and that's really the thing is, is uh, you know, I, I am 100% in support of it as a tool to quit smoking uh, and, and stay quit smoking. But if it's something that somebody's picked up as an affectation, then that's just fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, on to more pocket program things. They are, they've had the concourse stage in the Hyatt pretty much forever now, where they have the, the acoustic sets and stuff. They're doing one now behind the Hilton. And because of that, they've got 24 bands this year. However, yeah. there, there is exactly one band that I give any kind of a shit about seeing. What about you guys? I want to see, um, oh, who was it? Uh, Nerf Herder. Is it Nerf Herder? Yes. Yeah, Nerf yeah, Herder. I want to see them too. Um, there was a couple that caught my eye. Um, I don't remember who they were. But it's a weird year because I don't recognize a lot of the bands besides Nerf Herder. It, I knew who they it, were. It seems like, once again, when you look at the descriptions of the bands, it's a lot of like steampunk oriented type stuff which makes no sense to me because they don't sound like yeah, anything i would expect steampunk to be <laughs> they don't sound like music from the 1860s so techno is not steampunk well and that's the thing is it's either that it's either that weird what whatever that is like almost squirrel nut zippers esque except not endearing at all and techno, like that's the two things you've got. And techno, I'll tell you right now, I'll go listen to that because when I'm drunk as shit at Dragon Con, I want to go into a big ballroom full of flashy lights and just wander around with crazy raver people with hula hoops. That's fine. Yeah, but I don't know if <laughs> filking uh, can uh, be pretty exciting. <laughs> I love some filking, and they have cookies. <laughs> yes, very friendly and uh, lots of cookies. Yeah, cookies. But the. F- I do want to see Weep too. I we went and saw them that year though. When, well, no, you, I guess you probably don't remember. It was not great. They spent about twenty minutes doing a sound check. Yeah, no. you. It was you and I uh, actually. You and you and me you're were the right. last ones. Everybody else had gone to bed because Weep was playing at like one o'clock, I think. And you and I stuck it out, and we met that girl that had the red lantern tattoo. Oh, and yeah. We went in and stood there for like 20 fucking minutes watching Weep do a sound check. And they finally started playing and we were like, all right, whatever, and left and went to do something else. 
that was them. I am kind of interested in this uh, Cy Fried band that's playing Sunday night. They sound okay. It sounds just like your normal geek rock, and they say they're about Star Wars and video games, blah, blah, the normal. So they sound okay. But, I, yeah, I kind of wish they would go back to – I mean, it seems like in the past, a lot of times they would have, like, one at least big national band – yeah, where is the Jefferson Airplane? Well, come on. Let's, let's not be ridiculous. Uh, they were there. Or was it Jefferson Starship at the time? I can't remember which I one. I think it was Starship. Yeah, it I think it was. One of their uh, incarnations. But I wish they would go back to having a big band like that. I mean, you know, we're all, I mean, they're always going to have the Crook Shadows. There's always going to be Voltaire. There almost wasn't Voltaire this year, supposedly. Well, that was, I thought uh, that was last year. There was a the big. Uh, oh, was it last year? Ruhaha. Where like he didn't get invited or something, uh, and there was the big kind of outcry with the petition trying I'll, to get him. I'll to, uh, tell you play. this right now, I'm I'm pissed off uh, because it doesn't look like DJ Spider is doing her uh, Saturday morning rave, and I've ended up at that every year since I've been staying down there, and it's awesome because she spins like nerd stuff and and really good selections. And apparently she's not doing it this year, and I don't understand why, because there's no way there's anybody better for Dragon Con than her. And I know she wouldn't, I know she yeah. wouldn't appreciate me saying that, because she's being all politically, Dragon Conically correct or whatever, but I'll say it. I'm fucking irritated by that. Is she doing the aquarium party? She is doing the aquarium party. Um, so that, and, and, I would love to go to that, but I just don't like leaving Dragon Con. The only time I've done it since I've started staying down there was to go see La Sexoflex last year, and that was because it was their last show ever. Well, that's also going to impede on the fact that you're running panels around that time, too. Well, yeah, obviously I'm not leaving it Saturday night this year. I have the two most important Dragon Con panels that have ever happened. <laughs> okay, maybe that's an exaggeration. <laughs> well, let me ask this: Has anybody ever heard of Crux Shadows outside of no. Dragon Con? No, no. Terry and I were talking about this the other night. How are they so big? They only play Dragon Con. How does anybody know who they are? They must hit other festivals uh, and other conventions throughout the uh, states or something. They must hit a lot of them because they're there every year, but yet no one has ever heard of them. Well, their booth is always packed, though, too. Yeah, they have fans. They're they're definitely big. Yeah, they they are. They they have their fans. Even if it's strictly limited to Dragon Con, like, if you think about it, you know, I don't know. I I don't know if that's all they do. I don't know if they've got day jobs. I don't know their story at all. Maybe I could get them to come on the podcast uh, and find all this out. But, like, if they go to Dragon Con, they spend... Thursday through Monday at Dragon Con, like you just said, their booth is always packed. If they're selling merch and they're selling CDs, and I mean, they could do all right enough at Dragon Con to basically just play Dragon Con and it'd be worth it. Yeah. I'm really surprised, uh, I always say it wrong, but Calabrese didn't get asked back uh, this no, year. No, they didn't want to come back. Uh, oh, they, really? They want to play every few years so they don't get stale because they don't want to be. I'm not going to mention any names. I, and we, we, we just, we discussed this after the last podcast I did with them. Uh, they don't want to be that band that's there every single year that people are sick of and make fun of. 
Now, I'm not going to name any names and say that there are any bands like that. (laughs) But they said that they didn't want to be that band. So they'll be back in a year or two. uh, Yeah, they didn't want to get stale. Yeah, those guys. But they will be playing here in Atlanta on October 1st. Uh, I want to say the Earl, it's either the Earl or 529. Uh, I I cannot remember which one. It's one of those, but I can't go because I'm working that night, which totally bums me out because. Either way, it's walking distance for me, so it's perfect. I was going to say, someplace that Jay can walk to, he's happy. (laughs) I know that feeling because the thing I did tonight was at a comic shop that's like 10 minutes away as opposed to having to drive downtown, and it was wonderful. Um, Okay, so the band situation is not super. Uh, I I would say this year is the least interesting year I've seen in the past probably six or seven. I just don't care. I don't have... I want to see Nerf Herder and that's it. There's no other band that I'm going to make any effort whatsoever to go see. Well, the other thing too about that the stage. The only one I put on my schedule. The, uh, the other thing about that stage you were talking about there behind the Hilton is that area is already uh, about half its normal size because of the construction oh, they're really? doing back there, which, yes, yeah. which I, I am aware of because I see it every day when I go for walks down there, um, on my, on my lunch break. But, uh, they've already got part of it roped off for that. I mean, there's giant like wooden walls built up to take up half of that patio back there, and then they're going to put the stages back there, and that's where a lot of the organized photo shoots that's happen That's exactly every year. what I was getting ready to say. There's always a photo shoot going on back there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's that, and there's also the 10th floor of the Marriott, which is also where there's photo shoots, and people have meetups up there a lot, and apparently Dragon Con is annexing part of that for official use this year, and no one really knows well, why no, yet. They, that's well, yeah, they, they released, released it. it. Yeah, it's for cosplayers to have a place to go, to not there are no cameras allowed, to not be photographed, to get hydrated, to rest, and I well, think great. that's really good. Yeah, well, that's great. Here's the weird thing about the announcement. So they said that no cameras, whatever. But then they said, but feel free. For if there's not official con stuff going on there, and in that area on the tenth floor, you can use it for what you used to use it for. And so there seems to be confusion of because, like you said, that's where a lot of the big groups meet to do their pictures. And so no one's really sure if that means that sometimes it's going to be okay up there, or if certain areas up there aren't going to be like it used to be. And then the other word is that. They're going to be cracking down hardcore this year on people setting up their photo rigs just anywhere. Any lobbies, yeah. Any, excuse me. You know the people that walk around, they have their light rigs and they have the more professional photo stuff. They are cracking down on that apparently. Yeah, there was the guy from last year uh, that was taking photos of everybody. And, uh, they, you found out like months later that he was using those photos to sell, uh, you know, oh, prints yeah, and yeah. pillows. Mm-hmm. That's right. And just like and random the, the stuff. The cosplayers didn't even know about it. Yeah, it was, it was all yep. like real fine print and the, uh, release he had him sign that he could, uh, I, I think it was worded the, that he could use her picture for promotion, but he was defining promotion as selling right. prints. Uh, pillows, uh, anything and everything. That's right, because it was pillows. That was a big thing. He was yeah. selling sex pillows oh, with them yeah. all. Yeah, because it was front and back. Ew. He was doing the 360 photos, and so like on the front of the pillow would be the front, and on the back of the pillow would be the back. 
And uh, <laughs> that was his quote unquote yeah. promotion. I mean, I got a Harley Quinn one, but just because it's real comfortable. <laughs> For my cock. Um, so, yeah, that's dirty. That's no good. Uh, well, okay. Obviously, that guy shouldn't have been doing that. It's wrong, and it's kind of fucked up. But on the other hand, what a yeah. genius. <laughs> yeah. So, that's... Ca- you only do it once, sure, but what sure, a genius. It's a great idea, maybe poor execution. Um... Not really anything else new to discuss with the pocket program. I think they've pretty much got registration nailed. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's, it's been very smooth the yeah, last they, two years. They, yeah, the only problems they've had is the computers have gone down once or twice and made the lines longer, but not a big deal at all. The thing is, they made the lines longer, but still nowhere near what they were, you know, four years ago or whatever. Yeah, no, there's yeah. no seven or eight hour lines like there used to be on Saturdays what? sometimes. Well, and last year I was I was worried because I got down there and they'd cut off the line before I could actually get into it, and I had to come back the next morning, and I was very upset until I realized that line that I was in that wrapped around the building was done in 25 minutes, and I was like, "That's amazing! Nothing like that's no, ever happened no, not before." Not at all. Not at all. That's I mean, I, we had it one year. Ryan, you were there. Uh, I don't even remember three, four years ago, where we walked in and like literally there was no line. We uh, we went right up. To the front, um, I want to say it was like 2011, 2010, but it had never been that quick ever. But it was like yeah, a it was Friday 2011 morning. because you guys sent me a text saying, "Holy shit, there's no line!" And I think I was like 20 or 30 yeah. minutes out, and by the time I got down there, I ended up standing in line for three hours or something. Well, there was the one that I remember seeing Jay standing on the side of the building as I was leaving work, and that was part of, like, it was hour three of, like, your six hours down there. Yeah, that was a a bad one. Yep. But then, yeah, the the one year there was no line, uh, I just went on my lunch break because I worked down there, and five seconds and I was in and out. That's beautiful. And that's the, I mean, that's pretty much what it is now. I mean, they've they've got it set up pretty good. Uh, What are you guys... Looking, uh, Beth, what, what's your big deal this year? What are you most looking forward to? Well, I, I would love if any of the people that I requested interviews with would speak <laughs> to me. Uh, this is my first year going as a reporter, so I can't really bitch because I'm getting to go for free. Um, but I put in interview requests with uh, Adam Baldwin of Whedon vs. Fame. Bill Corbett from MST3K and Rift Tracks, James Gunn, who did Slither, and, of course, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Sam Whitworth from Doomsday, Inhuman, <laughs> and, of course, he was in uh, that Star Trek vi- or Star Wars video game that I all of a sudden Dark, can't remember Dark the name to. something? Dark Forces. Uh, was he in Jedi Knight? Dark For- he was, he was Starkiller. Yeah, he was Starkiller. We're terrible nerds. Force Unleashed. Force Unleashed. Thank you. Damn it. Yeah, that's Stupid Jedi Knight. Um, I also requested Timothy Zahn, who of course wrote the Grand Admiral Thrawn series, uh, oh, Carl Urban, which I doubt I can get Carl Urban, uh, and Tom Savini, which, fingers crossed. 
hoping he would talk to me. I don't know if any of those people are going to talk to me or not. Yeah, and you may not know until until I, after, like, you won't know for sure until Monday night. Super. Um, but that's okay, because I'm going to register. Uh, I get off work uh, at 2 on Thursday, so I'm going to register as soon as I get off work, because apparently I have to go to, like, three different places to fully register for my media oh, pass. really... Again, not All you busy. should really have to do is go to the one room in, uh, I think it was in the Hyatt. Well, I mean, it may be different now, but there was a room like downstairs in the Hyatt. And it sounded complicated when I did it last year. But once I found the room, it was just, oh, hey, you're this person. Here's your thing. And that was it. Well, from what I read, uh, the last update they did, I have to go down there and get the media pass, and then I have to go upstairs to the VIP registration to get the regular oh, really? pass to actually get into stuff. Yeah. Huh. We'll see. Yeah. Who knows? I- I'm going down as soon as I get off work on Thursday, so I'll figure it out by then. Figure um, it if- out. <laughs> <laughs> Sweat kids if none of those people who I've asked to interview with will actually talk to me. I do still have an interview set up with my friend Mark Brooks, who works for Marvel. So that's, that's kind of cool. That's very cool. I'm glad and you've got if, one. That's one more than I got last year. I've got one. Thank God I have one famous friend. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll just spend the whole time interviewing you while we're that both drunk. That sounds like a terrible know. plan. It does. Um, or I'll talk to Ryan, who is the most interesting man at Dragon Con. That is very That's true. true. Ryan, what are you looking <laughs> forward to this year? There is one panel that will probably never be recreated at Dragon Con again. I've never been more excited for anything happening at Dragon Con. <laughs> Sunday afternoon at 5.30 p.m. in the Marriott Imperial Ballroom will be the Karate Kid vs. Cobra Kai panel. <laughs> With Martin Cove who is Sensei Kreese and Ralph Macchio. I don't really care about Ralph Macchio. I just want to see Sensei Kreese. I want to get, I'm going to wait in line for photos with him. I want photos. I have a Cobra Kai tattoo. I want to get, I want to get pictures of him, like checking my bloody nose. I want to get him telling me to sweep the leg. I'm super <laughs> pumped about it. I'm just God. upset that they couldn't get Billy Zabka for it. It would have, it would have made, I'm going to take Zabka what I can get alive? though. He was on How I Met Your Mother this last season. Yeah, so he's been working. Sort of. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of. But yeah, that's what I'm most excited about. Well, that's good. You know what? That's neat to have that niche person that, like, is is your guy. That you're like, wow, that... Because I I, I would imagine you hadn't really thought you'd ever run into that guy. Oh, never. And it, like, I mean, growing up, like, Karate Kid was the, I had two VHS tapes that were mine. I had Ghostbusters and Karate Kid. And I probably watched that Karate Kid movie, I don't even know how many times. I know every line in that movie. I can name background Cobra Kai members whose names they even, don't even talk about. <laughs> Have you written movie. any Cobra Kai fan fiction? Only in my head. <laughs> in my dreams. Uh, <laughs> Let's put pen yeah, to paper. Yeah, let's make this happen because <laughs> we we do have we do have an event <laughs> Saturday night. You could make it. Sexy. Oh, that's exactly what I'm talking about, Beth. Do you even know? Do you you know what <laughs> know. I'm doing Saturday night, right? Okay. Oh, I know I mean, what other... you're doing. I'm frightened okay. of it, but I know what you're doing. Uh, yeah. I think we all are. Yeah, I 
Saturday night, I really, if you don't have any pulled yet, I would really like to explore the relationship between Anakin and Jar Jar. And just, you know, where, where it went from I, the there. The story that I have that involves Jar Jar is so much better than anything you could possibly imagine. I guarantee, even if you went in there thinking, fuck this panel if it doesn't have a story about Anakin and Jar Jar, you would end up satisfied from the story that I have. Just the fact that you have a story <laughs> with Jar Jar is uh, well, be amazing. I mean, I'm figuring after that panel, I'm going to have to go satisfy myself yeah. anyway. I highly, I highly recommend everybody satisfy themselves before they go to the panel. That's my suggestion. Can, can we get satisfied uh, during the panel? It's entirely possible. <laughs> He said that kind of late night. Everybody will be satisfied when the panel is over, and then (laughs) things will start, and and the mood will change, (laughs) and no one will be satisfied. (laughs) Uh, Jay, what are you looking forward to? Uh, To be honest, this is probably the least prepared I've been for any Dragon Con ever, just because I've got so much. Yeah, I've got so much other stuff going on. Uh, So I'm going to wing it. Uh, I'm going to start thinking about it on uh, Monday. Uh, but hmm. the normal stuff, you got the, uh, wrestling on Friday night, um, you got the artist room, and then the, your panel, uh, that I'm, uh, co-sponsoring, uh, Saturday night, that should be, uh, pretty fun and exciting. But I think the, uh, wrestling's always fun, uh, even though this year, uh, we're not allowed to bring in Lucky Charms, which I think everyone is disappointed well, with. We have come up with, I think Ryan don't, has a great solution. It. Let's just say, we oh, okay, come I up won't. with a, or Ryan, Yes. We have a plan B. And it's fucking fantastic. <laughs> Can I say today I may have upped it a little bit by buying Lucky Charms boxes and then filling them with our new surprise. I would love that, but honestly, I don't think that any of us should even have Lucky Charm boxes at all. It's on the shirts. That's a done deal. It's true. Well, I'm bringing the, uh, the, I printed out a bunch of the shirt designs and then I've, I've, I've added color to them. So I, my plan is to mount them to cardboard. Uh, so you will at least have the Lucky Charms box on a piece of cardboard that can be used as signs and or weapons uh, to hit with <laughs> well, later on. And I would like to say just, you know, on the off chance anyone from DCW listens to this, we completely yes. understand. <laughs> like... Yeah. Yeah, I, I got no problem with it whatsoever. Because- and for the next two days, all that nastiness on my shoes. and be I remember thinking, there's no way we're going to be able to continue yeah. to do this. Because we <laughs> and, well, and And we can't be bummed because last year, beyond a shadow of a doubt, we went out on top. With our, what, 12 yeah. boxes of Lucky Charms or whatever we had. Yeah, I, I rocked that yeah. public sale. So, <laughs> I mean, that's done. We're over... Aside from, aside from it being a cool thing to have on a t-shirt, we're over Lucky Charms, and we will be bringing the new hotness. <laughs> year. Plan B. And then the year <laughs> after, then 2015, everybody's going to be doing what we did this year, and we're going to have something new, because that's how yeah. we do it. Yeah, I already have a t-shirt design in mind for next year. <laughs> um, so, Jay, you're, you're you know what? I almost envy you for being able to go in just kind of like, eh, whatever I can do, I'm going to do. Because it's, you know, one of the things about yeah. Dragon Con 
is, you know, regardless of whether you're doing panels or going to panels or whatever, if, if you sit down and make a schedule, one, one of the things you have to accept early you're on gonna, is you're only going to do like 25% of the things on the schedule. Right. Well, I think that the app has been, um, it's good and bad, uh, because the app is nice because you're able to see stuff weeks in advance. Um, and so you can just at a click, you know, choose what you want to do. Um, but knowing, you know, these days I know when I, when I hit favorite or whatever it is to, uh, you know, star it on my, uh, schedule, I know there's probably a 25% chance right. I'm going to make that, uh, or less. Uh, but I, it's, it's just good to know that it's happening. And if I'm on that side of the convention at that certain time, great. If not, I'll, you know, move yeah. on to the next thing. I like to star like stars of the Whedon verse and all that stuff, and then when I'm there, I go, oh, "That's at the Westin." Yeah, exactly. I'm not going over there. Exactly. <laughs> I've been to the Westin hey. like once. Hey, see, uh, uh, someone who has not spent any time whatsoever on uh, Dragon Con, uh, where's the uh, vendors this yeah. year? Is it the same place, it's, or do they move the it America's again? America's Mart. I'm not even planning on going to the dealer room this year. Well, they say I, I know, they say it's so far. Done. Well, they say they've done a lot of stuff to make it a little bit more navigable. They're, they're color coding things and they're expanding it, but we'll see. It was brutal it's, last year. Well, yeah. When I talked to Rachel, I hung out with Rachel in like I think it was like October, and we were talking about that, and they were very aware how it had not gone well, as well. A as lot they of hoped. the dealers. So they were putting like huge effort into fixing the traffic flow problems. And well, they need to open the windows up. Stuff. One of the problems they had was they covered all the windows and it made it this like dingy labyrinth that you couldn't tell which way you were going. And I mean, it was, we, we went into all of this last year in, in plenty of detail, but like it just, it was, it was bad. And I was one of the ones that was in favor of it being at the America's Mart last year. But then once I went over there, it was just a disaster. But no, the reason I'm not going this year is because I've spent all my damn money on on stuff that I'm doing at con. Uh, <laughs> I don't have a current mm. budget this year. Yeah, and most of my budget now goes to the yeah, art and room. I, that's what I was going to say. And that's what I was going to say is I would much rather go to the comic art room and hang out with those guys and buy stuff from them. Then, but you know, essentially go to the dealer's room and buy stuff that I could order online any time of the year. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you hate to say it, but yeah, unfortunately, that's you know the reality with the online toys is that uh, the you you can pay con prices for a lot of things that you can get online for much cheaper. Uh, I, I still hit the uh, vendor room. I, I mainly go for uh, comics, and you know, hit the. Uh, Buy one, get one free graphic novels or the 50% off or the dollar uh, comics, that sort of thing. Um, but as far as toys go, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much up with most of the toys I want. There's only a handful of toys out there that I'm looking for, but I may not be willing to uh, spend the money that they're charging for some of the um, exclusive type, you know, Comic-Con exclusive toys that well, I wasn't able to get. the thing about the dealer room is there was a time where you could go there and actually get deals on stuff and find things like that were reasonable, but as much as the internet has kind of taken the magic of the dealer room away, it's also kind of fucked it up to where all of the dealers know exactly how much everything is worth. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's been good. Like, I mean, uh, my Buffy collection 
uh, you know, I re- fairly recently uh, watched Buffy for the first time. It's probably been a, f- a few years at this point. But uh, after I watched, started watching it, I really wanted to pick up the toys, and that's where I've really filled in my collection was mostly through Dragon Con, a little bit online. But the, I was lucky that it was an older line that uh, really wasn't, you know, active or hot or whatever. So you know, there was a lot of really good deals um, that I was it, able to, some, to find and fill, some fill of in those my good stuff. deals you and I got at the the very last minute on Sunday and rushed back over to the famous people room and they were gone. And the people weren't there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I, I specifically remember uh, us both looking at them and you, you saying, oh, this is perfect. I can go get the sign right now. And uh, rushing off, I didn't see you again until later that night only to see a dejected <laughs> phantom uh, coming back from the... Uh, uh, famous people room, and uh, they were no, no I stars. About Xander and Darla and Faith, and yeah, because I think it was the Faith. You were like, no, I already kind of have that one. That's the better figure. You 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 take that yeah, one. I'll yeah, take the uh, this yeah. other one to get signed. Oh so. well. Uh, so the dealer room <laughs> this year, it's going to be interesting to see what they've done. And I guess now that I think about it, I will have to go check it out just to, to be able to do a report on it to see if they did improve it or not. Uh, but I will not be bringing my wallet with me. I like it, too, to do hands-on. So, like, the Marvel Legends San Diego box set, which is something I really want, I want to see it. And I want to hold it which and one really it look year? at it. The I won't Infinity buy it there. Thing or whatever? It's the... Uh, Annihilation oh, Conquest okay. set. So it's Gladiator, uh, Balstar, Star Lore, Medusa, and somebody else. Um, and so I use it for that too. I did it with the Thunderbolts box set last year. Like I like to look at it. Okay, this is some ones I need. These look good. And then I'll go okay. buy them off the internet. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a pretty good plan because a lot of times with those, you cannot tell how good they are. Um, that recent, that storm from the new X-Men set that's Toys R Us exclusive. I didn't care anything about her, but then I saw her in person and she's actually really, really cool looking, but the one I saw had the paint scraped off the tips of her tits. So that was a no buy for me. Yeah. Uh, one, real quick, one pet peeve I hate about the vendor room is oh, you know, yeah. the prices. There's the guy that you know, has the figures and you always have to ask, well, how much is that? And you can just see him eyeing you and sizing you up and deciding, you know, on the fly, like, oh, it's uh, $80, And so, you know, if there's no prices, then I typically don't even ask these days. Yeah, I've gotten to the point where where I don't don't ask for prices anymore. As a matter of fact, last year, I think we we stopped. I think it was when you and I were walking around, Jay, and somebody had that uh, Shockwave G.I. Joe set that I wanted. And yeah. that one I wanted badly enough. I think I asked about it, and he pulled it down, and I said, oh, if there's no price on it, I'm not interested. And he was like, well, wait. And I just kept going because I, I don't give a shit. If you're not going to price stuff, I don't want to deal with you. Um, Yeah, I, I don't feel comfortable ha- haggling with you. And, you know, I, I Let me pull out my phone and tell you what I can buy it for, that's, and we'll that's go from nonsense. there. But. Uh, Noel, yep. what are you, what are you, is, what's just big on your ticket? I, you actually have a really exciting new thing, uh, that, cause I, last year, were you, were you official last year, or is this your first year? Uh, I was, uh, I was officially a member of, of the Finest, uh, which is a costuming group that does G.I. Joe and Cobra costumes. 
Um, I got accepted last year right before Dragon Con with my Cobra Trooper costume. So I'm actually looking forward. I'm having a couple of meetups with those, with those guys. We're doing a big Cobra uh, parade. It's basically going to be like all characters from Cobra. No good guys, just all all bad guys. But we've got uh, we have a Thunder Machine for those of you who are GI Joe fans from the '80s. It was the Dreadnought's awesome vehicle that uh, someone built in, in real life, and it's going to be there. And I'm like, I feel like a you know I'm 12 years old again. Very yeah, I saw the photo that. you posted. That that looked awesome. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. So I'm doing a lot of stuff with those guys. I'm, as I said, I'm working on a new costume. Um, my girlfriend is also doing a couple of GI Joe based costumes too. I've I've sucked her in. I've gotten her into the into the the, the fandom well and the hobby. Done. So yes, so she's doing an extremely obscure character from the GI Joe comic, um, just because there's not a lot of female Cobra characters that aren't already being done. You know, you can't have but 42 Baronesses at one right. uh, convention, or else it gets a little <laughs> crowded in there. And you guys are going to be in the parade, of course? Well, yeah, we are doing the parade. Um, so I'm just, I'm trooping as a Cobra Trooper for that, and then I'll be doing this country costume, which I'm doing for the first time this year. Uh, just kind of a few times around the con, we're going to do some photo shoots and stuff like that. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm also doing a couple of panels this year, um, thanks to Mr. Troublemaker, because um, I did the G.I. Joe panel with him last year, and uh, I guess we're doing the Transformers and the G.I. Joe panel, but uh, one's at a very inconvenient time. They're Well, they're <laughs> both at inconvenient times for me, which is why I'm not going to be on either one of them. But, uh, yeah. But uh, the, the Monday morning one, I'm I'm gonna look for the crickets that are chirping in that room. I, I don't have a know, feeling. man, because one, the the sci-fi classics track has its own followers. Like it's gotten to the point where there are people who just go to every panel on that track, and they have a lot of really really good tracks on Monday. If you if you look at their hmm. Monday schedule. It is very strong. They've got a GI Joe track. They've got a Ninja Turtles track. Um, they, they've they've got a good lineup. I think there's a good chance you're going to have some decent crowds on those panels. Well, I hope so, and I'm going to try to kind of promote it within um, you know the, the the group that I'm in because I'm sure that the folks that are there will really like to see it. I know the people who were at the GI Joe panel last year were very impressed. So. Hopefully we can get uh, a very similar vibe this year because that was a lot of fun. That was my first time ever being on a panel last year, and so I, I really look forward to those yeah, this I, year. Yeah, I know for me personally, uh, Monday this may be the first time I'm going to be around much on Monday. Our hotel deal—it um, was actually cheaper to get um, our rooms from Thursday through Tuesday this year. So uh, I think we're we may either stay on the, uh, stay at the hotel Monday night um, as well. So this may be the most we've hung nice. out on a Monday. The last nice. few years we've disappeared, caught a cab at like one or two in the morning Sunday night, and I, uh, gotten home. I have to say this about Monday, and I always notice this every year they put the schedule out. The panels that happen in the afternoon on Monday that are all like the farewell to the con, they sound right. so depressing. Right. It's <laughs> <laughs> well, it is because everybody everybody's gone. This is this is the big build up. Everybody's been looking forward to it for so long. And it's like, ah, and, and I, I imagine year, those final panels are just like 
six people desperately clinging to the last, you know, couple of hours of Dragon Con. It does yeah. sound horrible, and I not not even from a curiosity and possibly reporting on it perspective would I go to one of those because that like I start to get depressed Sunday evening. Yeah, like yeah. and not not like really bad. Like I still have a blast Sunday, and it is the last big night, and I think we all end up having fun except for you know Jay who goes home. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I had fun. You had enough. Uh, when it's time to go to bed, I just catch a cab. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I got to pick yeah, up the kids yeah. the next day. Gotta get to <laughs> um, so, uh, back to the parade a little bit. Now, Noel, you're in the parade, so it has yes. kind of a, a special significance for you and a good purpose to to being there. Myself, I haven't seen their parade in a few years. Uh, I and this I year I've actually you. got two panels during the parade, so I'm, I. But I, even if I didn't, I, I can't say I'd go down there because it's so chaotic yeah, to watch. It's so packed. It's insane. Like I was yeah. in the parade for the first time last year, um, and that was pretty much the only way I would have I would have been down there. Yeah, I, I think, being in the parade nowadays is better than actually watching it from the sidelines. But what's great is that they put it on DragonCon TV, so if you're lucky, you'll catch it when they air it um, in your okay. room. Um, but well, that's the next thing I was going to discuss. I was gonna say, how, they just, how, how was it? Just two hours in, we're just now talking about DragonCon TV. <laughs> the, the they just well, no, they just announced with the release of the Pocket Program that they are going to. Then they made it very clear they are going to attempt to broadcast the parade live. Wow, that's awesome. That's great. Yeah, and I hope they air it later on that day. But I hope they also put together an actual schedule and stick to it because there's nothing more annoying than sitting around waiting 45 minutes for something that doesn't come on DragonCon TV that's on their schedule. Oh no, I haven't seen that happen. Yeah. What what are you what are you talking? That about? happened a lot last year. They said yeah. uh, I think actually the parade was supposed to air at a certain time and it didn't. Uh, there were a couple panels that were on the schedule and wound up airing. 45 minutes or an hour late or didn't air at all. Um, so, and you know, I understand I'm not, I'm not knocking them. They're doing a great job for what they're doing for, you know, except for the audio. Well, the audio does have some <laughs> audio is rough. <laughs> As of right now on the schedule, it's got the parade coming on dragon con TV at five o'clock on Saturday. That's great. That's great. And I'll probably get so back to my room and, and sit down and watch it. Cause it's a nice way to unwind for an hour or so. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and that's that's what's so great about DragonCon TV. I when I check into the hotel room, the first thing I do is put the TV on DragonCon TV, and I just leave it on all weekend. You'll be on DragonCon TV this year, right? That's funny. You should mention that, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I participated in one of their comedy uh, sketches or shorts or whatever you want to call it. Uh, I I don't know if I can really say a lot. But I'll tell you to keep an eye out for something about a telethon or a call center. I'm in that, and it's pretty fucking hilarious, but I'm far from the best part of it. Look for The Little Mermaid, and look for uh, Christina Marie Jones, who is a cosplayer known as Bewitched Raven. She had everybody in that studio laughing so hard. I had tears coming out of my eyes. Uh, she is in a pinky pie 
sort of costume from My Little Pony. Not like a full-on horse costume, but like with ears and shit. Like it's it's super cute costume. She's probably the funniest female I've ever seen in my life. And I know saying that now, you're like, ah, oh, whatever, you were there and she did a good job or whatever. I'm telling you, once you see this short, once you see her in this sketch, you'll understand what I'm talking about. It's fucking hilarious. So keep an eye out for something that's a call center uh, or a telephone. And uh, you'll you'll see me and a bunch of other people in costumes doing really goofy shit. And it was a great time, too. I got to meet all of the DragonCon TV people, like the people you see pop up again and again. Uh, Brian Richardson. Like, all those guys are super, super nice, really cool, and didn't understand why I thought there was really no difference between them and, like, Liam Neeson or somebody. <laughs> and I told I was like, because we've been fucking watching you on TV for years watching the funniest things like the funniest stuff I see all year is Dragon Con TV that's just <laughs> a fact yes yeah, so the best thing know, about these... waiting in line uh, to get badges or before uh, panels is watching the uh, Dragon Con TV that they play yeah 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 and well and even I mean you know sitting in the room and watching the, the the shorts that they do and everything and the music videos and all I mean it's because it's humor geared towards us yeah and and it all works. It's all really smart people doing it for zero dollars. So I I have a lot of respect for those guys, and I'm thrilled that I got to work with them. Uh, did did everybody get there? What they're looking forward to this year? In I believe so. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so parade is it's amazing. If you have not been to the parade, you have to go to the parade. It's. It's just a spectacle. It's it's one of the most awesome displays of dorkery you'll ever see in your life. Yeah. But once you've seen it, you can probably go five or six years without seeing it again. Well, and that's and that's just it. It's it's crazy. There are so many people who show up for it, but there's a reason for it, and there's a reason why people, right. you know, take their kids down there every year. And I mean, it's it's a spectacle. It's it's you know, the first couple times I watched it, and it, you know, it was only about. You know, a half hour long the first couple of years, and now it's well over an hour. But it's, uh, you know, it's fantastic. It's just a, you know, amazing spectacle. So we've, I think we've pretty much hit on everything that I wanted to talk about. We talked about DCW a little bit and how I, I don't know that we put it over enough though. We kind of talked about ourselves, which we're all really good at, but DCW is. For me personally, Dragon Con Wrestling is the best wrestling show I see all year. Much like Dragon Con TV is very much geared towards my interests, Dragon Con Wrestling is the one show a year that it's just guys going out and having fun. There are no storylines, really. It's just matches to entertain nerds. And it's fucking crazy. What and And you guys are actually the ones that got me really involved with it because the first year I went I didn't know anybody that was in there like I'm sure you guys were sitting across the room or something but I was the only person in the crew I was with at the time that cared about wrestling and I went in and it was kind of like well there's you know nobody really gives a shit so I guess we'll go and then when I ran into you guys and we all went the experience changed 
How long had Ryan and, and Jay, well, and I guess, yeah, Noel, how long had you guys been doing the DCW thing? Four, five years, four years. I don't remember. And it, previously, I mean, before we kind of consolidated as a group, I mean, we would kind of go into wrestling and we'd watch for a while, but we never stayed the whole time. And it was never to the level like it is now. Yeah, um, it was just kind of pop in, see what was going on. Yeah. And then, you know, stay for half an hour, an hour, and then move on to the next thing. Yeah, I mean, it was really that one. I mean, I guess it was about four years ago when things really started getting a little crazy. And So it was when we all kind of came together. Yeah, it was never like that before. I mean, we would watch and we would yell, but never like that. Okay. That's because, I mean, you guys... You guys definitely were were doing it for at least a year before I did, I think. But but once once we all got together, is when we started taking over that front row and started expand, like started recruiting people. Yeah. And then what was it two years ago, Ryan, where you you talked to some guy who like knew who we were before the show? Yeah, even? yeah, it was, which is absurd. Was that two years ago? And he was like, "Y'all are those guys that sit in that section." I was like. Uh, yep. <laughs> well, and, now, and then last year, there was no doubting we were because they actually set a section aside for us. Well, yeah, nice. Shouting you out in the newsletter, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, in, in the same announcement where they said that, uh, no more Lucky Charms, uh, at the very end, Tiny, uh, Tiny, who's one of the guys that runs DCW, uh, acknowledged us. He said, and of course, we can't forget the DCW hooligans, which, I mean, that was pretty fucking awesome. It was. And, you know, I was thinking about it today. We were talking about it at my house. And really now, I mean, we know they're going to set us a section aside again this year, I'm sure. But yeah. I think I'm still going to go wait in line at 5 o'clock because I have fun in the line. I like – I always go down there two or three hours before and get in line and hang out and talk to people. And I think I'm going to still do it. Yeah. It, I mean, it's it's definitely – part of the experience because uh, last year when i you know i i didn't and it was kind of weird like i because i didn't get to hang out with you guys beforehand mm-hmm. and it was it was kind of weird it was neat getting backstage and everything but like i i really getting that time with you guys before wrestling because honestly as much as we hang out at dragon con you know we kind of don't we're we're drinking and partying and just you know, fucking around that time Friday before DCW is kind of our only halfway sober time where we just get to chill for a little bit. Yeah. And I say halfway sober very loosely. That's true. <laughs> I, I, you know, I think it was, I'm trying to think it was probably 2008, 2009, uh, when we started doing the wrestling thing. But I think it was 2009 was one of my favorite all time, uh, Dragon Con moments was when that was the first year they, kind of recognized us as being uh, a fan of the wrestling and actually like we asked if we could get into the wrestling ring to take photos and uh, they let us and of course uh, Pete and I did a uh, we clotheslined each other we bounced off the uh, ropes and did oh, that's right. and they immediately went from ha this is funny uh oh we, lo- um, we lost you there it was a second, only a year or two later uh, sorry, uh, it was only a year or two later that they, they uh, were more, you know, inviting everybody into the ring and uh, being much more cordial to the group. But that, that yeah, was they, a lot of fun. I mean, 
they they acknowledge us on the mics. Uh, they they will clearly point us out now. They've they've been. I mean, those guys have really embraced us, and I mean that's. That's what it is. You go in and you love something and, and in a cool environment like Dragon Con, people are going to recognize that and, and that's how you become part of it, which is w- kind of one last thing I wanted to mention before we wrap it up is if there's a panel that, you know, I'm not just talking to you guys. I'm talking to anybody listening. If there's a panel you want to do or a track you're interested in, you just ask somebody. I mean, that's how, that's how you get in. You just ask because they're always looking for people for panels. People get hung over. People don't show up and they need fill-ins and, and that's all it is. So if you think, Oh, I like to talk and I know about this thing, then you just go ask somebody if you can do it and chances are they'll let you. So is there any, any closing thoughts from anybody? Uh, I'd like to push. I'm volunteering for the puppetry track this year, so come by the table and buy Bob and Carl merchandise. I'll be there Sunday afternoon. Awesome. I'm going they to, I'm going to a puppetry shirt. track thing. I'm going to see the Toby Froud movie. Mm. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Puppet Slam uh, Sunday night, midnight. Yeah. And another one they've moved this year. Um, Bo and Matt do a uh, it's been in the morning in previous years, but is a specific yeah. Bob and Carl panel. Um, and this year it's been moved to Saturday night. So Saturday night this year, there will be a strictly adult Bob and Carl panel. And those are real. And don't fun. you, don't you fucking go to <laughs> Cause Saturday night at 10 o'clock, <laughs> the Marriott in the Marriott. I'm in the Marriott. I don't know where the hell they are. I'm in party central. On the marquee level, room M303304, 10 p.m., whose F is it anyway? It's going to be the dirtiest fucking game show you've ever seen. We're going to make lots of people uncomfortable. And I have, I'm going to go ahead and announce it right here. The grand prize is a four-foot-by-four-foot inflatable wrestling ring complete with a giant jug of wrestling sex lube. Wow. Oh yes. $179 value, my friends. And all you have to do is come out to Whose F Is It Anyway, 10 p.m. Saturday night, and you could be the winner of an arbitrary game show. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Points are awarded based on absolutely nothing. <laughs> are you going to yell out, Points! Oh. I am not. I am not. Uh, and I do. I don't. I, I don't have any Hardwick hate. I actually like Chris Hardwick quite a lot, but I am not going to be biting his shit. I will be biting people's shit who are too old for the Young Dragon Con crowd. <laughs> uh, Jay, any any last words? Any final thoughts? And even even like a tip for hey, if you're going to Dragon Con, wear comfortable shoes. Uh, yeah, stay hydrated. Bring a backpack full of beer. Um, come see me at the uh, <laughs> Grand Park Festival next week. Go to Dragon Con, then uh, come to Drive and Invasion the week after. Um, but yeah, it's uh, a lot of fun. Uh, like I said, comfortable shoes, stay hydrated, and uh, bring a backpack. Uh, other than that, yeah, that, that's about it. Awesome. And uh, hey, where, where can we find you online? You got to do your plug. Uh, BelligerentMonkey.com. Uh, that'll take you to everything. Uh, I've got Etsy store, Facebook, Tumblr, um, 
Instagram. And what all is that it stuff. you do? What do you do, Jay? It's <laughs> a good question. Uh, I do lots of things, but uh, I do a lot of pop art, uh, original paintings, uh, prints, and magnets. Uh, lots of. Uh, if you like Dragon Con, you will like my artwork. I'll put it that way. There you go. That's that's a good encapsulation. Uh, Beth, of course, we can find your work on uh, NeedlessThingsSite.com. Uh, hopefully lots more to come and certainly some Dragon Con coverage. I'm so relieved I'm going to have somebody else covering it with me, like doing recaps and stuff. You have a minion now. I really like that idea a lot. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Uh, Noel, you'll be in the parade. You'll be hanging out with, is it just the finest? They are just now the finest. They're originally Cobra's finest, okay. but since they expanded, okay, okay. they're now the finest. So you're officially part of the finest. Now, do they have a table or anything? Will you be hanging out there? Uh, at they're not going to be, they're not going to have a table that I'm aware of. At least, uh, that's not, uh, on the, uh, on the agenda that I've heard of this year. But, um, they, uh, are available. You can find them on Facebook and, um, I believe it's the finest, uh, dot CC. Um, is their website. Um, but if you're, uh, somebody who's like, who's a big G.I. Joe fan, they're always looking for new recruits. You gotta, you know, put together a, you know, a, a, a movie quality costume and, uh, you know, they may, uh, approve you if you're good enough. And finally, Ryan, Ryan, you, you don't even really need to give out any credentials or anything because chances are if somebody goes to Dragon Con, they're going to see you. There's this, like, uh, What's it called? Uh, a guard in the Marriott. There's a little curve by the elevators. I'll be right there for a lot of the weekend. <laughs> Feel free to come find me <laughs> near the trash can, kind of. <laughs> I want to challenge. I want to challenge all of our listeners to start a Schweck page on Facebook to get pictures. Now, no, nothing, nothing damaging. But just if you see Ryan, just take a picture of him, and we'll start a Schweck at Dragon Con page. I think I have a lot of stuff to start it out with. Nothing well, damaging think... is going to be tough. And yeah, it's going <laughs> to limit a lot of the photos I have. Yeah. And if you want the really interesting pictures, wait till I start wandering away, because that's when all the weird, crazy things happen. <laughs> that's when all the good stuff happens. <laughs> yeah. That's the stuff you well, find out the like, the next day. Oh, yeah. I you were doing video. what? <laughs> yeah, none of us have truly interesting pictures. <laughs> Because those all happen away, for, like when we've all either gone to bed or lost track of where Ryan is. That's when the magic happens. I enjoy Dragon Con. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? You taught you taught me to enjoy Dragon Con. I will give you credit. For that. Well, you and Sparks. Oh, yeah, Sparks year was rough. Oh. Sparks year was bad. I stayed away from that stuff. Yeah. Do you got? Are there any? Weren't there a couple of stories, you guys? I, I'll I'll say this really quickly. Um, me and Pete took Chris, uh, Beth's brother, down there one year. Oh Lord! <laughs> and I, Chris, had spent the night. This is when we were all me and you and Terry were all living together uh, before any crazy people were living there. And Chris had spent the night and didn't have any clean clothes. So I gave him a shirt to wear to Dragon Con. And it was a Dawn shirt. If you're not familiar with Dawn, Dawn is the 
like lingerie wearing redhead warrior that's that for years was kind of the totem of Dragon Con. And I me and Pete thought this was hilarious because Chris is not really a nerd at all. He's a punk guy. So we put him in this Dawn shirt and we go down to Dragon Con and we just think it's hilarious. We're having good times. And we get back home and we finally tell him and we're like, hey, that shirt you've got, that's uh, that's like a, a, a comic book chick, like hardcore nerd stuff. He took the shirt off, wiped wiped his ass with it, threw it in the trash, and uh, I, I guess went and got his old, you know, whatever he'd been wearing before. At no point, though, did it occur to him to say, fuck you, it's your shirt. <laughs> that's my brother. He's a classy guy. <laughs> it's true. You, uh, you guys had a story or two, didn't you? Ryan, go ahead. I think you got the, uh, or do you want to save that one for the last one? <laughs> uh, do you want to hear the crazy Dragon Con story? Well, I guess first, uh, this, before you uh, hit the big one, one uh, Bo Brown, uh, co-host of this uh, podcast. Oh, we can't. No, we can't. We can't tell the Bo he, story. He has a good one. Um, he he, has he the best one. saves that. He saves that for in person. Yeah. He will not. He'll he'll not commit it to. Uh, yeah, he's already recording. promised to tell me that in person. Yeah, and and he will. He will. It'll probably be like Sunday at three in the morning after everything's done. But he will. I, I guess. Uh, but yeah. I guess for us, I, my wife and I, uh, at one point, we thought it was really funny to get photos of her like looking up uh, people's kilts, and we had talked to a Klingon who later invited us to a party with. Uh, other couples uh, who were really nice people, the kind of folks that you could just leave your wallet out on the table and nothing would happen. And, you know, they just like to get together and have a little fun. Uh, but we uh, politely declined uh, and did not make it to that uh, party. Swinging, swinging, <laughs> Klingon, Klingon, swinging Klingons. Klingon orgy. <laughs> it, it, it was something, yes. But uh, we, we decided that uh, as, as nice as they were, we uh, politely declined their invitation. Speaking of invitations like that, what has become a tradition in my house, and I highly recommend everyone do this, about a week or two out before con starts, go in the old Craigslist, type Dragon Con in onto the personals, and just enjoy. <laughs> there oh, are lots of good stuff. some of the best ads I have ever seen. Well, just and, amazing and that, stuff. Uh, the week after the con, go look for the misconnections from the con. They are equally as funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, leadingcool.com, they, they've been doing an article on that the last, uh, two or three years, like posting, uh, select, uh, personal ads from that. Uh, but yeah, they're, they can be, uh, pretty funny. What, uh, Ryan, you've, you've got a heck of a story to, to lead us out of this thing, I think. Oh yeah, the, the craziest Dragon Con night ever. <laughs> <laughs> now, if, if you, uh, if you need to leave names oh, out. Oh, yeah, I'm so. leaving names out. So we had a friend of mine that we had grown up with and had lived in houses near us um, came to Dragon Con. And it, it really wasn't his thing, but he came down to hang out and party or whatnot. And it, it's a guy that he hadn't had a lot of girlfriends and things like that. But he came up with his new wife, who he was super excited to introduce us to. I mean, just total head over heels in love. This is my wife. She's the best thing I've ever happened to me. Blah, 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 blah. So we hung out. You know, it was fun, whatever. 
And then, well, speaking of uh, driving invasion, uh, I guess they in past years they had talked about driving invasion. Right. They're like, oh, the, uh, Dragon Con's so much better. We're going to come here every year. It's the best thing ever. Yeah, we're coming back every year. That's great. I mean, it was super great to see him so happy. You know, he's he's a guy that's not real happy a lot. It was great. So then, cut to about I don't know three, four in the morning, maybe. And everyone else had gone to sleep, and I had run into randomly some old friend of mine, and we were going around. He's a photographer, so he's going around taking pictures. And we come down this escalator, and I see the girl, like, sobbing, crying. And I was like, oh, Lord. And at that point, I was in no state to handle what was happening. But she tells me that he got mad at me, and he hit me and shoved me, and blah, blah, And I was like, oh, my God, like, this is too much. I made sure she was safe then, left. So then about, it had to have been 8 in the morning by that point, I run into him. And so what had happened was that they were hanging out at Dragon Con, having an awesome time, and a guy came up to her and was like, hey, I know who you are. And they're like, oh, what are you talking about? He goes, yeah, you're on BrokeAmateurs.com. <laughs> So it turns out that his new wife that he had loved and loved had been in porn and a guy had recognized her and came up and like, you know, wanted to meet her and it had led this huge thing. And so, of course, you know, he's upset. He was a fan. And, you know, me and Pete, Pete was still there with me. We're like, oh, yeah, you know, it's terrible. That's terrible. And meanwhile, one of us is talking and the other has out their phone like brokeamateurs.com like, oh no searching as fast oh. as we could type but yeah it was it was a interesting night and also in oh that night where we stole a hotel card and all sorts of other stuff <laughs> you know do you feel like you've gotten milder oh, yeah. over the past few years absolutely and and is it out of uh, see? I don't feel like it's so much getting older or, or more responsible or anything as as really more developing a certain amount of respect for dragon. That's Man. true. I will say I think all of us have. I mean, if you look back, yeah. like we were first going, there was you know there was definitely probably some like messing with people or like I mean not not like total like mean hearted kind of stuff. I but stomped on a furry's tail one time. Yeah, stuff like yes. that. I, I think it's both. I, mean, yeah, I think it's uh, more respected. across the room. That was great. <laughs> uh, that was those were good days. <laughs> uh, I mean, not. But the thing is, I, I I think it's a respect for Dragon Con, but also understanding a little bit better that like everybody is down there to do to have fun and be you know fuck around basically like we do and you don't want to fuck around with anybody's fucking around yeah like let everybody do their thing yeah absolutely yeah that and i i think you can also track the uh progress of uh at least our group of friends um the uh the year people slowly starting to be uh in costume to where you know no one was in costume when we first started going year, years and years ago you know 12, 13 years ago. Then at a certain point, you know, Noel, I don't know if it was you, you may have been the first with the G.I. Joe stuff, but somebody was in, you know, the first one, then the next, the next year, someone else was dressing up, and then fast forward, then, you know, ha- half our group were dressing up. 
I think the year I sh- the 2008 when I showed up with the mask for the first time, I think Noel was in his Will Ferrell Blue Oyster cult. <laughs> I, uh, uh, which is one of the best uh, costumes, costumes ever, by the way. Well, it's not as good as the other guy who does it, but one of the best moments from Dragon Con, which is available for uh, on on YouTube, was me and the other uh, more cowbell guy having a cowbell off, which was like the best yes. minute of Dragon Con last year. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. And and you guys both totally played it up like it was the fucking West Side Story scene. <laughs> it was great. It lasted. It, was it just lasted a moment, but it was you know forever captured on video. So. That's the joy of living in this time where everyone has a camera that can take a you know a high quality video on it at any point in time. That's right, everybody can share in the That's magic. Right. Well, awesome. I think that really about covers it. Uh where where better to end than than Cowbell guy, really? Uh guys, thank you so much for coming on. Uh Dragon Con is just a few days away uh, when this will go up for for right now when we're recording. It is literally a week from tonight. Yes. We we will be uh 10 minutes ago Dragon Con the the ball the Dragon Balls will have dropped and it will officially have started. Think about that you guys. We're going to be standing around one week from right now at Dragon Con. It's mind-blowing. Yeah, my costume is still in pieces. I'm not going to be standing. I'm going to be sitting drinking. <laughs> no, no. You'll be standing in the Marriott with us. <laughs> There's no seats in the Marriott. In our spot. That's right. I'm picking well, up no my badge early. You, there are no seats until you get so drunk that you have to sit on the floor. That's true. And then the floor becomes your seat. Everything is my seat. All right. Well, Beth, Noel... Jay, Ryan, thank you so much for coming on, guys. And uh, it's going to be a great year again. I look forward to seeing you guys in person. Absolutely. Absolutely. See you soon. Woo. Woo, that was fun. I'd like to do more just roundtable fun nerd discussion talks on the show. Would you guys like that? If you guys would like that... Find me on Facebook as L Phantasmus. That's Phantasmus with a PH. Uh, send me an email at phantomtroublemakeryahoo.com. Find me on Twitter at phantomtroublemaker. Uh, let me know what you think. Let me know what you want to hear. Let me know if you want to be on the show. Maybe you've got something to talk about that I'd be interested in. Who knows? Uh, all I know right now is it is time for me to go and watch uh, the last few episodes of Lost Girl that are on Netflix right now. I really dig that show, man. And then go to bed. I've got two days of work, one day of packing and preparation, and then Dragon Con. Uh, it's kind of crazy. I'm, I'm almost glad. And, and I never thought I'd say anything like this. I'm almost glad I've got two days of work. Because I've got a little more writing to get done, and I need to, to, to focus and be ready for con. It's going to happen. Remember, you can find the Needless Things podcast on iTunes, on Stitcher, and of course on NeedlessThingsSite.com. We are part of the ESO network, which you can find at ESOPodcast.com. And we are sponsored by Stardust, Cheshire Bridge, no, sorry, Stardust, Insurrection on Cheshire Bridge, 
Billy's Toys, Xenoscope Comics, uh, BelligerentMonkey.com, Shoot the Moon Comics. Just check all that stuff out, man. It's all good. And it's all going away after Dragon Con. I don't know, Xenoscope may stick around. That seems to be working out pretty well. But anyway, go to Dragon Con. I love you guys. You know what? I'm going to stick around past the music for a second because I just want to tell you. Uh, if you see me at Dragon Con, if you hear this, if you see me at Dragon Con, mention the podcast. I'll give you a sticker and uh, we'll hang out. We'll have a good time because it's Dragon Con and that's what it's there for. Come out to Whose F Is It Anyway? I, seriously, it's going to be amazing. All right, later. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network, your station for all things geek, classic, current, and beyond. Be part of the crew at esonetwork.com. <laughs>